Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the tip of America. We have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. And we have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Controlled America, the no bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium free broadcast. The most important hour of your day. Alright, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. That is Vince Tagliavia, my co-host for the night. This is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. We're live with you Monday through Thursday, approximately 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, approximately 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Sometimes we have tech difficulties. We were redlining the whole way. I had to reboot the computer. I don't know what's been going on. I've been having computer issues all day. I hope everybody's having a fantastic day. Tonight, we are talking about the war on energy and freedom, and that's really what this is happening right now. And uh, for those who don't know, this is the, the Daily Dose podcast. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy of communism coming to the world, to the whole globe, being orchestrated by a few select elite who consider themselves dictators of the world and have infiltrated every aspect of our social, our cultural, our political, and our militaristic systems and are bringing about this agenda through the progression of tyranny and oppression around the world. And what they are planning is what I call a firestorm event, and I've been calling for it for well over two years now, and it is in full effect if you haven't noticed. And full effect, yes it is. That's why we're talking tonight about the war on energy and freedom. Now, freedom's an interesting word. You know, most people, I think, um, don't really understand what freedom is. And that's why they're so privy to give them up when an authority steps up and questions that. Um, you know, we live in an interesting time. And I think what has to happen is people have to go through these trials and tribulations of life in order to understand the sanctitude of what freedom and liberty is really about. I think that people need to be reminded from time to time that if you don't use it, you lose it. 
mm-hmm. when you lose it, sometimes it can be for your whole life. And that there are people out there that will undermine you in a heartbeat to take away your rights, your freedoms, your liberties, that which you hold sacred within your life. And right now, humanity is being tested for that. Right now, humanity is in the ultimate, the ultimate game, the ultimate war, the ultimate battle between good and evil. And uh, it's interesting that we're alive to see this. We're, it's interesting that we're alive to be here right now fighting this great battle. And, uh, yeah, I mean, information is one of the primary weapons of this battle. And, you know, truth, um, what, what is my quote that I said? Uh, when truth becomes conspiracy, conspiracy becomes truth. And it sounds like something Very out of George Orwell's 1984, but that's, that's straight up me. <laughs> that's what has happened, dude. We've yeah. watched this happen. It's true. It's a beautiful thing. You put that on a t-shirt. We should get that. We should. That'd be cool. I like that one. But uh, Vince, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty damn good, dude. You know, this global conspiracy is unfolding and trying to, you know, do my daily life things and get things in order and kind of prepare. And it's a little bit hectic, uh, a little stressful at times, but hanging in there. Uh, Loving the Red Pill family, doing the shows with you uh, here nightly and in the morning and after chats. It's a blast. Um, so I'm doing pretty good. And, you know, I'm thinking about what you're talking about here. Freedom. Freedom. You know, what's the opposite of freedom? I would say slavery. Right. Um, they're kind of. Kind of the one wing of the same bird, you know, because without without both, you can't have one or the other. So really, I think this is goes back to your optimization theory of. Things are going to be wavy. You're going to be very free. You're going to be very enslaved. And we have to find, you know, we obviously want to be as free as possible. Would you agree with this kind of thing that I'm thinking of as you were going well, talking? Yeah. I started thinking, you know, when, when we look at the balance of what is happening in the universe and what is happening with nature and what is happening and unfolding here in the human systems, I call them human systems, is we have what I call the teeter totter. And I even wrote it down today. I call it teeter-totter to totalitarianism. The teeter-totter to totalitarianism. Just bloop, 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 bloop. And this is what I said was going to happen with the economy is that the economy is going to drop a lot, bump up a little. Drop a lot, bump up a little. Drop a lot, bump up a little bit. Right? And I said cryptocurrency will do the same thing at the same time along with it until you have one big black swan event which tumbles everything and eventually cryptocurrency will take back off when the introduction of the ISO 2022 comes in. But the teeter-totter isn't just for that. I mean, there's a natural harmonic relationship between just every aspect of reality, and it's a dualistic reality. And so the more, the more tyranny that happens in the world, the more oppression. Think about, think about the, uh, the amount of years that the 13 colonies here in North America were suppressed by the king and oppressed by the king. Oh. How many oh, yes. lives were lost? Now think oh, about yeah. how many prosperous years the United States had after that time. And so you have these these dips mm-hmm. of of uh, tyranny and oppression, and then you have these big troughs or these big amplitudes. Great right? point, dude. Uh, of freedom, and Great uh, you know, point. World War II, nineteen twenty nine, stock market crashes, right? Deflationary crash. 
Uh, you have everything crash down, and then all of a sudden, right after the Great Depression's over, after World War II's over, we come out of it, and we have, what, 40 years of massive economic growth. Well, until 1972 when we, we left the Bretton Woods Agreement um, and went off the gold standard. But that was organized and implemented. That's really the start of all this that is, we're seeing right now. And so Very interesting. with this 40 years that we've seen or this 40 or 50 years that we've seen of this this really this tyrannical, oppressive infiltration into our governmental systems, um, this is coming to an end. And I do believe it's coming to an end. I don't I don't think that the globalists can reign um, very long with the type of system that they're trying to implement. You know, it's not sustainable. It's not it's not in balance. Right. And, you know, um, one of the things that they said about the Asian population, one of the reasons why they wanted to test it on the Asian population is that they're subservient, is that they have they acquiesce to power and authority much, much easier because it's a cultural norm to them. And so, you know, we can't really take China as an example. OK, we can't take China as an example of how people are going to react to this. Americans have a completely different culture, Europeans, Australians. Um, South Americans, you know, there's so many, there's more countries in this world that rather have freedom than totalitarianism. Most of these countries have been living under totalitarian rule, which has been publicly totalitarian for a very long time. And they're sick of it and they're done with it. And I think that uh, you're about to see a mass awakening in the global community. And I think that you're going to see fireworks. You're going to see a real battle unfold uh, with the forces of good and evil. And I think that a lot of law enforcement, a lot of authority figures, a lot of military are going to have to make that ultimate decision within their life, whether to support a tyrannical regime or to support the people who are simply innocent victims and bystanders of this who just simply wanted freedom. And I think that that decision is coming approximately 2023, early 2023. Um, So... You know, maybe right. I, I, you know, I haven't been, I haven't been wrong very much, <laughs> and, and I don't mean yeah. to be arrogant like that or pompous, no, you but, haven't. That's why I laugh. You yeah. honestly haven't. It's pretty phenomenal. It, it's like um, I don't know if you've ever tapped into your own intuitive or psychic abilities, but sometimes it just comes to you naturally, and you just see how From it's all going to unfold. I get and lucky sometimes. I, I get on that groove. I get in that zone, and this is what I see happening. And everything that I brought to you guys so far is exactly the same thing. You know, I just look at what's happening and we just call it as it is. And so if people are sitting there and they want some hopium that, you know, Trump's going to return, go read my uh, Substack article I just posted today. It's actually on redpills.tv. It's one of the featured articles. Okay. But it is on my Substack. And uh, I'll bring this up here. It's not the Brotherhood of the Serpent. (laughs) Um, I'll bring this up here. And it's right here. Three likely scenarios for the midterm elections. And this is an article I wrote today. Okay. And I'm going to go ahead and Vince, there's the link. If you see it, it's just posted in DLive and the the restream link. If you want to go ahead and post that. Um, And I say three likely scenarios for the midterm elections. It's all corrupt. There is no stopping what is coming. You can't tell the people. You must show them. And... If you haven't read this, I highly recommend you read it, and I highly recommend you go and subscribe to our Substack, and you definitely uh, share this, because this is some critical information of a lot of thoughts that I've been saying for a few years now, um, and it kind of kind of goes over the narrative of what the narrative has been unfolding, and then it goes over the possible scenarios, and there's three possible scenarios, the third one being the longest, 
Um, the first one is mail-in voter hacker steal. First likely scenario for the midterm elections is that the same old story as we have seen before. The left will perpetuate chaos before the election, starting in the summer with the peaceful activism called riots. Then we'll see the media begin the campaign of the return of a new variant or a whole new virus altogether, which will prompt the illegitimate administration to begin lockdowns and a push for mail-in voting all over again. This will hedge on the failing economy towards the end of the fiscal year September and the calls by all of Congress to pass an emergency spending bill which will fund the Ukraine money laundering campaign, student loan relief, fund the government till the end of the year and provide a small stimulus for the American people. This type of spending bill will be a temporary relief for the economy that will last just past the election time frame and give the left a social boost to claim that they legitimately won the election after the allegations come out that they once again stole the election through voter fraud. All right. The second one is red wave and power to the people. And if you notice, this one is like two paragraphs. This one's only one paragraph. I say that this is very unlikely to happen. If you have not noticed, the red wave sentiment right now is very similar to pre-2020 presidential election. The sentiment is almost exactly the same. Oh, my God, it's going to be a red wave. We're going we're gonna to crush them, right? Oh, yeah. This is where Republicans were going into the election with a feeling that they had, there, there was no way that the left could win. The polls, the preliminary results all showed that it was going to be a massive red wave. Lo and behold, the day after the election, all those dreams of the red wave were erased with rampant and massive allegations of voter fraud. Yeah. All right. And Dude. so the red wave power to the people. I think that this is a highly unlikely scenario. Um, then the next one is fool me, uh, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. We should not be fooled this easily this time around. The left cannot afford to lose power, especially to American first candidates that will hold them responsible for their sedition and treason to this country. If the American first candidates are successful with a red wave, then Joe Biden and Kami Kamala will most likely be impeached within the first month. The 2020 election fraud investigations will begin and the organizations will, help, uh, will be held responsible. Uh, help. I, I put the wrong word there. The economy will be rebuilt within a few months. Trump would most likely be brought back into power and the globalist agenda to destroy America will be set back for years to come. In their minds, this cannot happen. The globalist agenda is in full swing and speeding up every day. The Great Reset is less than a year away for full implementation. The radical left cannot and will not give up power and will scorch the earth before they hand over the reins of America. With knowing this, we can assume that this scenario is highly unlikely. So what does this leave? It leaves the great setup in the beginning of the end of America. Right after the 2020 election were stolen, I talked about how the Democrats, you guys can go back to November 2020, where I sat here in the Daily Dose and I said this. Right after the 2020 elections were stolen, I talked about how the Democrats and the radical left will never give up power again. I discussed how once they had secured the political and military power to become impossible for the people to take back the country without a constitutional convention or a revolution. Over the past five years and more recently, the last 18 months, we have seen the narrative play out that Trump is one who actually steals elections and works with Russia. The January 6th commission is hell-bent on driving the narrative that Trump and his supporters are domestic terrorists and have formed a violent coup against the institutions of this country. With this in mind, we can see how easy it would be for the next scenario to manifest during and after the 2020 midterm elections and for the radical left to steal the election, retain power, and take down Trump, his supporters, and even implement more gun control. This scenario plays out with the media showing the polling to be close to even on both sides. We know that the polls have long since been manipulated and that we are in a battle of psychological warfare where information is a weapon. They will manipulate the polls to show that the left has a chance and potential to win. 
even though we know there will be a massive red wave and that the left phases complete annihilation, they will use the mainstream media and social channels to propagate their agenda. We have to keep in mind that if the American First candidates win, this is not only the end of the Democratic Party, but also the beginning of them being held responsible for decades of treason, money laundering, voter fraud, and in some cases, more atrocious crimes against our country. Come election time, we'll see Republican candidates sweep the radical left. A massive red wave will happen and people will be celebrating. The right will take back the House and Senate and talks will begin of impeachment against Joe Biden and the nomination of Donald Trump as Speaker of the House. The day after the election is where it begins to get crazy. The left will begin to say that the election was stolen and that the right cheated. They will start bringing up evidence similar to the evidence presented after the 2020 presidential election. Remember, the radical left are experts at projection. They will place their crimes on the right and flaunt it in their face. Evidence will start pouring in that mail-in ballots were overwhelmingly manipulated, that people who do not exist voted for American First candidates. We will start seeing the DOJ and CISA start saying that the voting machines were potentially hacked by foreign actors, China and Russia. An investigation will pursue, and by the end of December, it will be shown by the radical left that the Republicans cheated with voter fraud to steal this election. The evidence will be overwhelming, as if the radical left knew exactly where to look to find it. That reason being, it will be because the radical left that commits the voter fraud for the Republicans. They will use the same tactics they used in 2020 to steal this election, but instead of stealing it for themselves, which they know that the American people would immediately go to war with them over, they instead steal it for the Republicans. In analyzing the various scenarios, this is one that is most likely. There is not a chance in hell the radical left can win this election with a track record of the Biden administration. The left will claim voter fraud, set up the stolen election for the Republicans, then introduce all the evidence to the DOJ and demand arrest. Once this begins, there will be a massive public outcry. Joe Biden and his illegitimate organization will declare martial law and begin implementing Directive 51 and other presidential emergency action documents, which will suspend due process, allow for the DOJ to begin arresting any dissenters, and then call for the removal of the weapons from the right. They will attack and arrest anyone who tries to stop them and will go in the full war mode, claiming that the right is radical and just attempted another coup to our country. In Holy yep. In January, the new Congress will not be allowed to enter and uh, the martial law will continue. This will most likely result in some type of constitutional convention after massive amounts of Americans are detained. The states will call for action through succession and removal, removal of the federal charter, charter. And eventually, the left will use their military and law enforcement to secure the states and remove those legislators and governments, replacing them with people who are loyal to their cause. In summer... In summary, we can see one of these three scenarios playing out in the 2020 midterms, the most likely one being where the radical left secures power and takes down anyone who stands in their way. And it goes a little bit more in depth as well. But I, I highly recommend everybody go check out this article that I posted on Substack. I wrote this one. Perfect. And it's, um, yeah. And, wow, dude. Yeah, it's coming. Well man. done. I believe that that there's a big possibility there. And like you said, <laughs> you've had a pretty good track record. But I just have to acknowledge, you know, we have the Battle of the Streams going on. Oh. There's a lot of love over there uh, from a couple of our favorite girls on uh, Rumble oh. Oh, yeah, today. And uh, All right. Grismo7 just donated one ice cream. <laughs> Thank you so much, Grismo7. Lolo1776. Wow. Wow. Yes. Look at you guys. I made a promise that I would donate once the money came in, even though I hate different beliefs in who Jesus Christ was. I will not go back to my word. And that's $500 from Lolo on Rumble. Oh, my God. Thank you so much, Lolo. Thank you, You Lolo. made me blush. Oh, my God. Heather. Heather, $7,200 on Rumble because Josh, Vince, and Andrea worked so hard. Thank you so much, Heather. Grismo just donated two ice creams. And then Heather, 72 you, again. You guys are amazing. 
There's five hundred. Wow, these these guys these guys are amazing. Five hundred dollars there from uh, wow. Heather Re seventy two. Another four. Wow, unbelievable. Thank you, Josh and Andrea and Vince. Another four hundred from Heather. Wow, you guys are absolutely amazing. You guys absolutely made our night tonight uh, with everything you're doing. Patriarch of Pisces donated one Ninjagini. Wow, absolutely. Thank you so much. Just blowing my mind with you guys on Rumble. Um, that's uh, wow. I, I don't think anybody's beaten Rumble tonight. Uh, that's wow. No. <laughs> you guys are absolutely amazing. So thank you so yeah. much for for everything that you guys are doing out there. You guys are just helping support everything that we're doing, and it's just from the bottom of our hearts. So much. Thank you so much. Much appreciated. You make me want to cry. Oh my god. I know you guys. Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and you know what? I you know as much as I. I think I'm right. I hope I'm wrong. I hope you are too. I, I hope that there's some plan and that I was wrong to be saying that these some of these people are full of shit and that you know one of them is right and that a plan does happen and and the the globalists all get taken down and the world goes into peace. But you know what? Yeah, it's too fucking easy. <sighs> it's too much of a Cinderella story. It's too much of a Cinderella story. It's too easy. But you have to think. Here's the hopium in me. You have to think if this is the plan, let's say somebody knows this is the evil plan, basically to cheat for the opposite side and mm-hmm. implement martial law, then there has to be something that could be done to prevent it or, you know, right? I don't know. Hopefully someone out there is doing some good work to yeah, do something. But you're, we'll I think see. it's a long shot. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah, nothing about any of this has been easy. Absolutely not. But, you know, that's why you guys are still here. You know, you, you guys, I think you guys all see the reality of the situation that, you know, I can sit here and blow smoke up your ass and be like, you know, Trump and the Patriots are in control. There's a plan and here's a little win here. Here's a little win there. And, you know, Cash Patel said this and Patel Patriot is, is saying, you know what? I'm a realist. I look at the world, I look at the events that have unfolded over the last five years, and I can look at it honestly and say, um, we are in for one hell of a storm, of a ride. And that there's no way we're getting out of this unless the people unite and the people come together. And that's the left and the right. But the left, or at least, look, when I say left, I don't mean the brainwashed Psychological Radicals. warfare victim, radical left. I mean that the people who still have a brain between their ears is on the left. And most of them are coming right now, waking up, and they're seeing everything that's happening. If you look at all major global strife throughout history, the only way that they become resolved is when people unify together. That's it. And so I think we're headed towards that right now, and it, it's coming. And I, I'm hoping and praying that uh, we are. I'm hoping and praying that we are ready for what's coming, because honestly, and this goes to the the whole Q thing, is nothing can stop what's coming. And so I think that uh, this group is in massively ready. Um, we've been preparing for a very long time. Yeah, and I think that. Not just is that true for all of us. I don't think anybody is ready enough. I think that goes for the deep state as well. Do you think any of them are ready to go into this? No. They're uncertain. They don't know. 
um, they are, you know, they don't know what moves are going to happen, counter moves and stuff. So uh, everyone's on edge. But that's why they're preparing on all fronts. And so when you know there's a war coming, you prepare for war in all the fronts, including the unconventional, including the psychological, and including the uh, the the ground war. And so I think it's all being um, getting ready. I think it's all coming to a front. And I think that the people of the world are realizing that they're going to have to wake up at some point in time and rise up in mass and say, no more. We're done. That's it. Um. This was quite interesting. I, I, we've been seeing these articles again. QAnon endorsing candidate flips Texas House seat to GOP. Republican Mar- Maria Flores came out victorious in Tuesday's special election in Texas, gaining control of a House seat long held by Democrats. Flores was able to defeat Democrat Dan Sanchez in the fight for the state's 34 congressional district, securing 51% of the vote to Sanchez's 43 Flores previously had used the hashtag related to the QAnon conspiracy theory, which blank, 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 obviously bullshit. So this was interesting because you know what? I think this is the Austin area. Okay. But look at this. Oh, that's what the hell? That's not. There we go. Okay. This is okay. This is the way. Elon Musk says he voted for Republican Myra Flores, who responded with a welcome to all Democrat walkouts. Yeah. Is this comms <laughs> from Elon Musk? Um, could so be, huh? The day, okay, so now it comes out that she is a Q supporter, and Elon Musk comes out and tweets that, uh, what was his tweet? He said, uh, I voted for, for Mara Flores for the first time I voted Republican. Massive red wave in 2022. Right there. Look at it. Yeah. Look, where does that red wave come from? That's Q. Oh. That's true. You're right. Is it? Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. And that would be like the fifth or sixth or seventh connection. Yeah. If uh, yeah. Um, here's the thing. Red wave. That plays right into your theory of them stealing the election for us, though. Yeah. If uh, you know, they just start getting more support from people like Elon Musk, more and more people are going to follow him, and. It's going to be so overwhelming. They're going to be like, how did you get 99% of the vote? <laughs> yeah. Let's get real. So it's kind of an unnerving in that way. Well, it, it, yeah, it, it can be. But, you know, I voted for Myra Flores. First time I ever voted for Republican. They're doing a story on her that says she's a QAnon supporter. And Elon Musk at 2, 230 in the, yeah, 2.30 in the morning comes out and says... Massive red wave in 2022. Hold on. I want to check that out. So it was 2.30 in the morning because he lives in Texas. Um, 40,000 foot view, 867. I'll just see if there was something there. Okay. I don't think there's any post for June 15th. Um, June 15th. I wanted to see if there's any correlating post to this. There's one. June 15th. Access kills. Morning be refreshing. Um, a lot of the Google talk, a lot of the Google talk, think meetings yesterday, wonderful day. Um, we do try, check timestamp, stamp, 1832, nope. Um, Marine one forthcoming, Manafort, plants need water. I was hoping there would be something about the, uh, the lines of uh, Red Wave. I mean, if, if there was, yep. 
if there was a red wave thing here, that would just be absolutely amazing. But uh, there's no reference to web red wave here on the Elon post. But either way, this is pretty incredible. Um, Elon also came out and said uh, he reveals who he currently supports for president in 2024. Yep. And he came out and said DeSantis. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is true, but DeSantis appreciates the African-American support. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. He supports the african I like that. Smart. Oh, man, this article is uh, Soros-backed challenger ousted incumbent prosecutor in main race. So there's a main race, and it looks like the Republican has gotten rid of the Soros-backed candidate. Um, I had the article up, but uh, Epic Times doesn't like me, even though I've I've put my information in multiple times. Um, whatever, that's okay. F you, Epic Times. The WHO goes woke with an effort to rename the monkeypox virus to try avoid being racist and discriminatory. So we put a poll on Red Pill's uh, social Red Pill, and uh, let's check the results and find out what everybody believes. The new name is going to be. What do you think the new name is going to be, Vince? Uh, my <laughs> the one that I have in my head is very inappropriate. I don't know if we want. It's okay. To. <laughs> I was it. thinking, uh, but for pox. But fuck pox. But for pox. <laughs> well, so <But>, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I made the poll. <laughs> I said a monkey pox is apparently racist. What will they rename monkeypox as? And uh, I said the SPARS virus because 2023 is the years of the SPARS virus. True. Um, so we have pride pox, KKK pox. How about you are brain pushed to try to figure it out pox? <laughs> Good one. Um, ain't your mama pox, political pox, rear entrance syndrome, cootie pox, deep state panicky money pox, a.k.a. DSPMP22 some great replies guys <laughs> yeah you guys uh we're gonna go the fun. jab scabs pride pox it's pride, <laughs> pride pox there you go uh black lives matters pox uh weeping lizard pox gorilla variant uh liberal boils bullshit pox um they can just call it shingles <laughs> i agree uh swamp swamp ass pox mail and ballot pox there you go mail and ballot pox i like that one kill gates itis Oh, okay, oh okay. I shouldn't have probably said that one. Uh, non-binary <laughs> chimpanzee pox. You guys are hilarious. Oh, I, I was thinking, how are they? How is the WHO going to come up with a name and not immediately become a meme? <laughs> That's right. Oh, my God. I just can't believe those ladies did that. That's just absolutely amazing. You guys are awesome. I know. You guys. Oh, I don't even. I know. All right. So much love. Property values fall across the U.S., Europe on the bite from inflation. You know, we played this article yesterday. I had it on Dark Delight. I wanted to bring it in because it starts to bring relevance to everything that's happening right here. Mm -hmm. How do interest rates affect the real economy? Well, there's one right there. Okay. How about another? How do interest rates... uh, There you go. Coinbase lays off around 1,100 employees. The exchange is reducing its workforce by roughly 18%. There's another reason inflation... Bitcoin crumbles, crypto falls, another sign of the emerging recession. The problem is, is Bitcoin and crypto are deflationary assets. They're not falling because of inflation. They're not falling because they're tied to the economy. They're falling. Why? 
Well, they're falling because of market manipulation produces cascade effect events, which draw the price down so investors can get in cheap. I'm telling you, if you're in, scary. hold they're, and accumulate. They're scaring away the short-term investors who are in it to make a quick buck. And it's that cascading effect, effect that you're talking about. Yep. Yeah. And what other effect does it, does it have? Um, oh, there it is. That's what I was looking for. Stocks, bonds, crypto, and real estate. The whole house of cards is coming down. Now, you know, I, I, I like Mike Adams. I think he's a good dude. Um, he should uh, bring me in to write these articles. Um, because I don't think anybody in the Patriot community understands crypto probably better than I do. And I'm not saying that from a pompous standpoint. I just, I understand this stuff very well. I don't see very many going into it. Yeah. Yeah. But so the Fed raised interest rates today points by 0.75% or 75 basis points, fulfilling their promise to attempt to reverse the runaway inflation that they caused in the first place by printing trillions of dollars and flooding the markets with cheap and nearly free funds. As of right now, America's real estate bubble is now in the process of a catastrophic collapse. First brought to you by this guy right here who told you this was going to happen back in 2020, in early 2020, uh, 2019 even. The stock market is collapsing and the crypto universe is absolutely imploding. The crypto apocalypse is here. Mark Snyder said the end of the American dream. Um, over the last seven months, we have witnessed a cryptocurrency collapse that is so epic that it is truly difficult to put into words. Approximately two-thirds of the value of all cryptocurrencies has been wiped out. Some are calling this crash, but the truth is that it's a sort of full-blown collapse that so many have been warning about for such a long time. A lot of crypto investors are now deeply in the red, and, and the outlook for months, a week, months ahead is very bleak. Crypto was flooded with, with basically shit projects, absolute mm-hmm. garbage shit occurring in the crypto industry and people taking advantage of people. Yeah, this, shit coins. Yep, shit coins. This massive decline, okay, is the drawback to defund all those projects where the projects that have back-end investors, private investors, are going to succeed. I've already, I've said this to my crypto mastermind. Okay, trust me, next year by this time, we'll be like, oh, my God, man, I wish I bought Bitcoin when it was 10,000. I wish I bought ETH when it was 900. That's what we're going to be saying. So, yeah, think about this, too. All that money that came out. It's still people are people have it. Right. So it's going to be spent. It's going to go back in. Things are going to be shuffled. Uh, Those girls, those girls. If they got some money, they need to go and and start buying some ETH and Bitcoin. That that's what I would do, and just leave a it there bit. and don't touch it. Or a little bit, little by little, as prices are extremely yeah. volatile. Yeah, Absolutely. I definitely would. All right, Japanese government bond futures collapse yields test ban to cite BOJ heavy hand. Do you remember uh, about a month ago, I did a report saying that the first victim of the Great Reset is most likely going to be Japan. Anybody remember that show? can't say I do. You remember I was telling you how but, Japan is over leveraged about 501 oh. on their printing to their debt uh-huh. that they are unable to pay their monthly debt payments that this is the, true. the bank so basically the Japanese government um, made it 
a law that pension funds have to buy the Japanese debt, which gets paid back zero interest, and the money they utilize and raise through the buying of their own bonds, they utilize and go buy American bonds, which the Americans pay them about $46 billion a year in the in the 3% interest on those bonds, which is utilized to fund the Japanese military, and it's kind of this money laundering scheme to fund the Japanese military. And what they've done is they've hyperinflated their um, the yen so much that they're on the verge of collapse. And one of the reasons is because of their, um, their, their geoeconomic situation. What I mean by that is you have too many elderly that are on state, um, state and federal su- uh, su- subsidies, okay? So basically, right. if you retire in Japan, you get this pension and all this stuff. Um, you have too many elderly people. You have not enough young people mating and having babies, and so the population isn't growing, it's massively declining. And then you have people that are not going into these critical infrastructures, manufacturing jobs, everything's moving towards big tech. So the infrastructure there is crumbling because they don't have this refresh weight, refresh weight from when people retire to when new people come in to where there's senior leadership in place because of the experience that was drawn. They just don't have it because their population is absolutely decreasing. So I think you're spot on. It's kind of a precursor to what to expect in the rest of the world, especially with all yeah. the health things we're seeing. Yeah, exactly. And you're going to see it all over the world. And so Japan's not the only one, though. ECB officials are holding an emergency meeting to discuss how to counter the disproportionate sell-off in Italian bonds. Oh, yeah. Bonds are debt. Okay? So this yeah. isn't only Japan. This is Italy. Not only Italy, it's the United States. Sri Lanka. Is already there, already in collapse. Colombia, already in collapse. A lot of these third world nations are already in collapse. Okay? Russia is the only one that won't collapse because of gold. They backed their currency off of gold. And I asked Dr. Kirk Elliott this today. Remember my theory that I presented to you last night? I said when they come out with ISO, was it 2000 or 2022? Okay? And they come out with the Federal Reserve Central Bank Digital Currency. It's called a CBDC. Yes. It's going to be backed off of gold. I'm telling you, it's going to be backed off of gold. The reason why I know this, okay, we currently have a fiat currency which was originated in 1971 to 1972 with the exit of the Bretton Woods Agreement. Basically, we moved off the gold standard. Okay, mm-hmm. hyperinflation immediately begun 10 years later, a decade later, we had hyperinflation again, 1981 to 1984. Um, the stock market crashed in 87. We had another stock market crash in 93. Every 10 years has been a repeating process because of the hyperinflation of the dollar. Okay, with the economic collapse that's coming, the black swan event that's coming probably between November and January of this year, it's going to be so bad that the people will not accept anything but a currency based upon real tangible assets and because gonna, that's what gives it value that's right because that's what gives it value so they're going to come out and they're going to say hey we got a cbdc it's this new type of digital currency but the digital currency is backed upon our holdings of gold and what mm-hmm. do you think is going to happen to gold and silver demand will go up price will go up there you go um and really how else could they compete with global powers who are start who follow russia yep um i think yeah you could be spot on there once again I can't uh, play the devil's advocate with that one. But I will say, what kind of solutions could they possibly have to solve this 
debt issue in Italy. I was racking my brain on this and I was like, I guess I just don't know anything about the economy or I'm such a layman when it comes to it that I can't imagine it. I mean, we're screwed, guys. I don't see what they could possibly do. Yeah. They need to they need to start over. Um, and I well, think, and, um, and that's what it is. a great reset. It's yeah. called a great reset for a reason, right? They start everything over again. Um, yeah. ESG, environmental social governance, is the green iron fist fantasy, a major cause of inflation and economic destruction. Absolutely. This article from the newamerican.com is absolutely correct. Is rich people's green topian fantasy causing the middle class misery? The answer is yes, according to analysts such as Marlo Oaks, Utah State Treasurer and longtime investment manager. In fact, Oaks says he knows a major reason why increasing fuel prices, which drive up costs across the board, are so high. Supply is being choked off by woke capital investors who favor green dreams over fossil fuel practicality. Okay? Uh, making his cause, the Utah official states that in 2015, there are 59 funds globally among institutional investors that raised $46.6 billion for oil and gas projects, yet note what happened during the next six years. By 2021, there are only 11 funds and $4.6 billion raised, a drop of more than 90%. Oak, uh, Oaks fingers the culprit, something called ESG, standing for Environmental Social Government. It is technically ostensibly the measure of of the impact both positive and negative negative that a business has on the environment and on society including the assessment of the governance practices or lack thereof that impact all stakeholders but in practice averse oaks it's not so innocuous in fact he states that the only logical explanation for the drastic 2015 to 2021 fossil fuel investment collapse is esg people have decided they did not want to participate in the fossil fuel industry so they're cutting off capital now this is interesting because one of the newest reports that we just saw come out yesterday 50 percent of republican mass donors have you heard of this no 50 percent of republican mass donors are pushing their candidates to support gun control that's not good no it's not now who is the the number two the number two corporation on the planet that contributed to Donald Trump's campaign. Ah, I have no idea. Who's it? Pfizer. Oh, my gosh. So these are who the Republicans are taking money from. And now those donors are saying, hey, if you want our money, gun control, ESG, no oil or gas. That's how they control the Democrats. And now they've infiltrated. That's what money does. Money corrupts. So this next one is kind of interesting. I don't know if it's in the parallel of where it's supposed to be. No, it's not. It, it's in the wrong spot. So I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and, and do these other articles before we get to that one because there's a few questions I want to comment on it. Libya oil output strangled from infighting in world starved of energy. Libya's oil production is almost completely halted because a political stalemate officials told media during the time of heightened global concerns over the supply of crude. The Libyan Ministry of Oil and Gas told news outlets this week that the country's oil output has fallen to more than 85% with production now at 100,000 to 150,000 barrels a day. According to Reuters, a shocking drop from once robust output of 1.2 billion million barrels per day last year. The drop in production initially reported by Bloomberg places further pressure on the global market that has already seen a 50% jump in the price in the barrel of Brent crude oil this year. The blockade of oil facilities is driven by the political rivalry between two main factions in the country over control of Libya's government. Tripoli-based Prime Minister Abdul Hamid Dabaiba. Um, who took office in the UN-backed process, refused to hand over power to Fafi 
Bashinaga, who was appointed prime minister in March by the Eastern-based parliament, which is in turn backed by the self-styled Libyan National Army. So this is quite interesting. We have the UN-backed, we have the UN-backed dictator, and then we have the people's choice, and the UN dictator will not hand over power. And instead of handing over power, what they have done is decreased oil production. Typical globalist move. This is exactly what they do. Let's go back in here. Europe frets as Russia slashes natural gas deliveries through the Nord Stream pipeline. I clearly remember a President Donald Trump at the UN General Assembly looking at Germany and saying, what do you think's going to happen when war breaks out with Russia and Russia shuts down your gas and oil in the pipeline? And Germany was shaking their heads, looking at Donald Trump, like laughing. Ah, you don't know what you're talking about, old man. Guess what? There it is. Wow. Russia has cut gas supplies to Europe, drawing commendation from the bloc, which is hopefully dependent on Moscow for its energy needs. Russia energy giant Gazprom said Tuesday it was cutting Nord Stream natural gas supplies to Europe for undertaking repair works. The move immediately drew criticism from Germany, which has been scrambling to fill up its reserves. Now, this is interesting because if you go back to Donald Trump at the U.N. General Security Council when he was given this and Germany laughed at him. And now it's like Vladimir Putin is just doing Trump's playbook. Funny enough, huh? Funny enough. Now imagine, and I want, I I guess this is some hope. I believe that the people of all countries are typically good people. Agreed. I believe that leaders of country um, sometimes can be good people, um, even though they do bad things. You remember when Donald Trump was uh, told that Putin was a murderer? You remember this? Yes. Yeah, didn't he say that? There's a lot of murderers out there. Yeah. A lot of them in our own mitts. Right? Yeah. Basically, like, you want to know who else is a murderer? Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> let's let's get real. These are. Yeah. So I, I want everybody to start thinking here. We talked about Russia moving into Nicaragua. Right? And how yes. after the bio labs in Ukraine were discovered, Russia went in there in a special military operation. They focused on the BSL uh, level four lab in Maripol. They overtook it. Um, and Nicaragua was one of the first countries to come out and condemn the United States on these bio labs. Um, and then basically Nicaragua was slapped by Joe Biden as a terrorist country, a rogue terrorist country. And now Russia's moving into Nicaragua, which we know has a BSL level four biocontainment lab ran by the Defense Threat Reduction Agency, Defense Threat Reduction Agency, Metabiata, uh, Black and Beach, right? And, and media silence. And media silence about this. Okay. So we know what Russia is going in there for. It, but also this is there sixteen hundred miles away from the United States border. Now, do you think Russia wants to go in and take over the United States of America? The, the land wars are over, okay? There, there's no point going out in land wars. China, maybe, because they have a lot of land, but not a lot of farmland, usable farmland. Yeah, and they have the resources, one of which being people. Right. Um, but a skirmish with China would actually go towards nuclear war because it just... I already know how our military thinks, but imagine this. 
and I'm this is a hypothetical scenario. This is a very, very hypothetical scenario. Imagine sure. one of the three scenarios that we talked about tonight in the sense of how the 2022 midterms election goes out. Let's assume mm-hmm. that they blame it on the Republicans, that they stole the election, and they implement Directive 51, which basically is a suspension mm-hmm. of habeas corpus. It's a Patriot Act. It's going in there and begin arresting Americans to the point where states get involved and they start arresting governors. Yes. Okay. And the people stand up in an armed revolution against their government. Yeah. Do you think Russia would send troops in to support the American citizens? They might. And where would they be sending those troops in from? Where would they send them from? Nicaragua? The borders? South border, southern border. The southern border. Just, I, it's a hypothetical scenario. But you know what? Donald Trump. I, I do believe Donald Trump had a plan. I do. Northern, believe, and the northern border. Yeah. Well, no, that's Canada. Canada's row here. But oh. I, I do oh. believe that Donald Trump, okay, Donald Trump had a plan. I do believe that Donald Trump knew he was going to lose through voter fraud. Okay? Um, I do believe that Donald Trump made deals with certain world leaders. What do you think? I. Um. <laughs> I, I, I think he did make deals with a lot of foreign leaders. We could tell by his journey around the world and where Obama, aka Renegade, followed his path. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably did do damage control and to make threats and whatnot. Um, but um, yeah, I, I hope that if Russia somehow came to the aid of people just to basically give us our freedom back and save us from a tyrannical government that they would work that northern border somehow. But you're right. Canada is a problem in this hypothetical situation. And however, though, there is Alaska. And if they could get a foothold, maybe somehow, yeah. I don't know. But I don't know. I'm not a war strategist. Right. But but I look at it in the sense as if you are 1,600 miles away from the U.S. border and you're going to bring troops and artillery and an air force to Nicaragua. Oh, dude. Hands down, that is the most sensical and by the um, way, Mexico is not on board with all this. Mexico, what I mean is, Mexico is not on board with the globalists. Right. Mexico does. Mexico liked Donald Trump. Do you remember that Mexico's president came out and said that the election was stolen from Donald Trump? Okay. Yep. They love Donald Trump. So Mexico, Central America, and South America don't yeah, like and- ESG. They don't like the World Economic Forum. They don't like globalists. They don't like the IMF. They don't like the World Bank. They like freedom. They like freedom. <laughs> So, I'm just saying, if things went that route, route in a very hypothetical situation, I think that that might be one of the strategic advantages of what Russia might be doing. Because I do think that Trump made deals. But it still calls for the people to rise up. The people to stand up. Wow, and you know, you for, Yeah, for a very long time, the people of France have been standing up. Macron talks tough as he claims France is a war economy after Putin's war. Um, Macron is just a freaking douchebag. He didn't even win the last election, but nobody's going to fight it. And uh, he says they're in a war economy. You know, Le Monde, who was the, uh, the competitor, definitely won that election. Voter fraud was found. But just like Trudeau, Newsom, and all the others, they don't care. Um, 
Court issues unprecedented ruling on 4G Tower after ranchers notice what was happening to cows. I want, I want to touch, touch on Europe one, one second. Okay, okay. I think Russia is going to progress into Europe. They're going to attack NATO nations. I, I Originally, I didn't, but now I'm starting to lean that way as well. Yeah. And what? Um, and I think it's going to happen in the midst of a Chinese attack on Taiwan because the United States would be preoccupied. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think that that's going to happen, and that's going to start the cascade towards Black Swan. That- yeah, and there are indications of this. What did Russia say recently? They said that they're going to target communication centers or target the command center or something yeah. along those lines. I command forget and the control centers. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's go on to this one. This one. This one's interesting. Um, a French court has issued an order that would determine whether a nearby 4G cell phone tower is harming the health of nearby cows. Rancher Federal, uh, Frederic Salaguz says that his cows are all, all skin and bones. It's enough to make you cry. He claims that the cell phone tower that arrived in the scene in 2021 is to blame. An administrative court wow. in Clermont-Ferrand in southwest France is taking the claim serious enough to order that the tower is shut down for two months to see what happens. According to the French newspaper Le Monde, which described the order as unprecedented. The goal of the order is to establish a potential causal link between the behavior of the cattle and this antenna. The court said that it is appropriate to order the temporary cessation of the operation of this antenna for a period of two months, taking into account its general impact with monitoring by the judicial expert, the behavior of the herd and of the dairy cows in particular during this period. The court noted that there had been a significant drop in the quality and the quantity of the milk produced, a serious disruption in the behavior of the herd and its voluntary denutrition and abnormally high deaths. They don't get up at night to eat. They hardly drink at all. These cows, they are sad. Salg's brother and fellow rancher Yannick told Lamond the farm documented the daily milk collection, which began to dip when the cell phone tower went into operation July 3rd. We've had 40 dead cattle in the time span 11 months as opposed to 10 or so in a normal times. These are very disturbing phenomena in terms of animal behavior with animals that do not eat or drink. Uh, we looked at all the usual hypotheses and haven't found any that stand out. The quality of the food and water or the breeding methods, the presence of the diseases, nothing could be pointed out in the autopsies revealed nothing. Cell, cell towers have been a source of controversy elsewhere with some critics claiming they pose a risk to those nearby. And guess what? They do. And so this will be really interesting if in two months we come back and those cows are healthy again. We have a direct connection that cell phone radiation is harmful to life, which we already know. And yes, uh, in Kansas, 10,000 cows died overnight due to the heat wave. Did you see this? Yeah, unbelievable. By the way, shout out to the Red Pill family for finding some of these things and sharing it with us. And uh, You you know the problem with the 10,000 cows dying? What's that? Oh, it wasn't from the heat? 10,000 cows just all of a sudden just dropped out at the same time. Yeah. Um, uh, 3,000 cows die and 10,000 plus in Iowa. There you go. Um, so, And I think there's some in Texas. But these cows are dying. Massive amounts of these cows are dying. And they're yeah. all dying in troves, groups. At the same time. That's not dehydration or heat stroke. Something is killing those cows. Why? Or even food supply. Food supply. Oh, it's an attack on the food supply. Attack on meat. I wonder how they're dying. Uh, Their organs are probably being cooked from the inside by directed energy weapons. Maybe. 
I'm not lying. <laughs> when you have that many cows dying at once, come on now. Yeah. The cows were jabbed. That's what Roxy said. Uh, apparently, Dude. this video of the three, and this is, uh, um, I, I had the video here, so we'll, we'll look at the video. This is 3,000 cows dead in Iowa. They're going to tell you that that's because of a heat wave. How many times do you have 99 degree and 100 degree temperatures in Iowa, Kansas, Texas? Year after year. Year after year. And they're telling you that all these cows died because of a heat wave. It's time to wake up, people. This is an attack on the American food supply. Yeah. Have we ever heard of a story like this? Have you? I haven't. Nope. People. Yeah. It's obvious. All these things that are in the mainstream or at least they're out there somewhere. These are not normal stories. So the original tweet said, Heat, the farmer I talked to in Kansas said, it wasn't heat. It, they were either poisoned, or something killed them. In another uh, interesting news report, If Russia cuts off the supply of enriched uranium to the U.S. power companies, America's nuclear energy reactors will close within a year. Now, Russia distributes over 60% of the world's uranium. Wow. So in a hypothetical where they (laughs) saved us, they could keep our energy grid on (laughs) to make a delivery while they're at it. Dude, think about it. If they just stop right now one year, no energy. Yeah. Then we're screwed. I, we don't have a chance in this reason. war. We don't have a chance in this war. Hydrogen generators. Not we, today. But... Yeah, seriously, I, I love that idea. Oh, well, how about this? Australia suspends the electricity market to stave out blackouts. Yeah, isn't that interesting? They stopped trading. Yeah, Australia's energy regulator seized control of the national power grid on Wednesday, suspending the market-based system roiled by soaring prices and the threat of widespread blackouts. The Australian energy market operator said it had suspended the spot market for electricity in all regions because it was no longer providing secure and reliable supply. The electricity used to output Australian homes is usually bought and sold across the populace east of the country, a system designed to lower wholesale costs and diversify supply. But the market has been thrown in the turmoil by a series of supply and demand shocks. The regulator is now stepping in to set prices and marshal distribution. Um, what is it called when the government takes over um, critical infrastructure, supply chain, and manufacturing? Communism? It, that that was the word I was looking for. That, what is communism? That is it. That's the word. Uh, with all that being said, guys, our sponsor of the show today is My Patriot Supply. You can find them at redpills.tv slash patriot. That's how you support us and give us credit. Um, and so they have some really good deals up there. Save $50 on your four-week emergency food supply. You can still save that $180 in that Alexa Pure Ultimate Flow Kit. They have a few of the Alexa Pures here. They have uh, chlorine dioxide, water treatment, heated candles. They have uh, all types of stuff. Uh, Mega 10 can food pack. So please go check them out. 
And if you guys want, you can do business with them. If not, what I recommend is go to the grocery store and start buying canned goods, non-perishables. I'm telling you, buy the, the five-gallon drums of water from, from your local um, water supplier. Okay? I'm urging you, please prepare. Yeah, you Learn don't have to, to use my Patreon. Filter. If you can afford my pay, please go use my Patreon. If you can't, go get canned goods, non-perishable, and water, and have a backup energy supply. Yeah, and put it away and don't tell anybody. Yeah, and a gun. Have a effing gun for protection, and know how to use it, and have plenty of ammo for it. New York Governor uh, Hockle calls pro-lifers Neanderthals as she signed six new pro-abortion laws. Her message, Hochul said, her message to those who are trying to take away the fundamental right to an abortion is not here, not now, not ever. Oh my, this this is just getting ridiculous, man. You know what? The left is going to have a karmic influx of of justice. They have no idea what's coming to them right now. It's incredibly sad because it's kind of a forced brainwashing experiment. Um but yeah, it's pretty terrible, you're right. Now, do you know that the uh there's been a massive amount of first-time gun buys in the United States of America? I heard, I heard. This is Do you know who's uh, buying up all the good. guns? <clears throat> yeah, uh, Black people. Black people. Black people cool. are looking for safety and gun ownership. The rise in hate crimes and anti-black vitriol sparked a 58% increase in black people purchasing firearms in 2020. You know what? I'm going to disagree with, with this article in the sense of <laughs> hate crimes what? and anti-black vitriol. Um, yeah. It's the rise of tyranny in this country. Yeah. <laughs> they all voted for Donald Trump, you effing morons. That's they sure. understand like... what's coming. They're conservatives. This is racist fear porn coming from the MSM. I hope I want. I think every black person should have a firearm, as long as you're not some, you know, uh, criminal. I think every American, when they go to different levels of education, should be taught about firearm and firearm safety and how to shoot guns um, and weapons. And the the school should issue those kids guns after they certify yes. them through a program and send them home with it, which their parents can keep in a safe. Because that's what yes. happened in the fifties. Yeah, dude, once this is all fixed, that might be in order. <laughs> you know why nobody invades Switzerland? Because they do they everyone's assigned a firearm and women are can volunteer and get a firearm from their system. All men at the age of 18 have to serve 2 years in the Swiss Army Air Force Army or Air Force, they don't have a navy. Okay? And all women men can. And women can voluntarily serve. And every single one of them is issued service weapons. Pistol, rifle, okay? Yeah, and guess yes. what? After your service, you take them home with you. And you're always on call. You do, I think, you and for the rest of your life after your two years of service, you'll do like two weeks a year. I know yeah. this very intimately. <laughs> um, I've been to Switzerland multiple times. Um, but yeah. But wait a minute. Wouldn't they have the highest suicide rate? Wouldn't they have the highest gun crime rate in the world? Yeah. Well, no, they don't. They don't. Not even close. Not even close. 
In an effort to support Ukraine and take guns off the streets, City of Miami and Miami PD will be hosting a gun buyback on Saturday, June 18th. Please ensure all firearms are unloaded and transported in a secure um, carrying case because they're going to support Ukraine with the gun buyback. Are they going to give them back after? So guns for Ukraine, gun buyback. The City of Miami Police Department is hosting a gun buyback in the effort to support Ukraine and take guns off the street. Turn in your firearms and receive a $50 gift card for a firearm, $100 gift card for a shotgun or rifle, $150 gift card for a high-powered rifle. Um, wow, man, they're, they're giving tons of money for those. Yeah, I'm going to go trade my $1,500 AR-15 in for a $150 Amazon gift card. Somebody in the comments, because uh, somebody posted this article on Twitter, I saw it, and somebody in the comments was like, I'll give you more than that for those weapons. <laughs> Hit me up. Did you see that guy? I think it was in I think it was in Florida. It was a few years ago, and they were doing a gun buyback, and he went in there and asked them on camera, like, what are the restrictions on the guns? They said, it doesn't matter. No questions asked. We, we don't care. If it's a firearm, bring it in, and we will give you the gift, gift certificate. So he went home and made a whole bunch of homemade yeah, you uh, covered pistols. Made a whole bunch you of homemade this. pistols and went in yeah. and cashed them all in for gift cards. Yeah, the OGs might remember you covered this. Yep. Dude, that's awesome. 50 bucks a pop. Yep. It costs you two bucks to make. <laughs> all right, we're, we're cut on time. Uh, uh, fully uh. vaccinated children are suffering multi-symptom inflammatory disease. Um, MIS, multi-inflammatory, uh, multi-system inflammatory disease, is a condition that mainly affects children by causing dangerous inflammation throughout the body, including the heart, lungs, kidneys, brain, skin, eyes, and digestive organs. IMS can be, MIS can be severe and life-threatening, and experts have no idea what causes it. However... This has never stopped the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention from attributing the conditions to implications from the Wuhan coronavirus. A group of researchers at the University of Colorado carried out a detailed study of two otherwise healthy, fully vaccinated children in the U.S. who were diagnosed with MIS. The first case, 14-year-old male patient, developed a headache and myalgia. Myalgia. Okay, sorry, I'm I'm not, not a doctor. By day seven, he was suffering fever, abdominal pain, diarrhea, emesis, bloodshot eyes, cracked lips, and rashes by day 10. He was brought for treatment to the emergency department and admitted to quaternary care pediatric hospital. Three months later, the child completed his two-dose Pfizer vaccine series. One month later, he experienced three days of coughing and congestion and tested positive by PCR tests for COVID-19, which he allegedly, allegedly recovered from. The rash, headache, conjunctivitis improved with treatment, but his fever, malaise, and nausea persisted and cardiac markers rose. The child was eventually discharged after five days of hospitalization, but it was revealed that he had ongoing fatigue and mild left main cartery enlargement when he went back for his cardiological follow-up six weeks later. In the second case, 14-year-old girl had fever and fatigue, followed by congestion, cough, malagus, headache, nausea, vomiting, rapid SARS-CoV-2, and influenza test results were negative on the third day of illness. But on day 12, she was brought to the emergency department due to the persistent fever, cough, and vomiting. She also tested positive for COVID-19. She completed her two doses of the Pfizer vaccine series three months later after her illness and was prescribed amoxicillin for possible cyanitis. She got discharged, however, on day 14. She returned to the hospital with dyspnea and required low-flow oxygen because of hypoxemia. The girl was admitted and given a dose of remdesivir, which was discontinued due to elevated liver function test results. While the child improved and was discharged on day 18, she returned the following day with a fever, emesis, and a new diffuse rash, including her palms and soles. Um, differential diagnosis including MAS, acute COVID with hyperinflation, sepsis, 
uh, toxic shock syndrome, drug reaction, vaculitis, and other autoimmune disease. Because of the adolescent, SARS-CoV-2 has increased, and so did the interest in the effect of vaccination adolescent MIS, especially in more cases were presented. So among the concerns is the fact that children are negligible risk of suffering from COVID-19. So why are we giving them this vaccine? Well, because this is population control. They want these kids infertile. They want these kids gone, dead, and out of the way. That's what's happening here. Really? These poor kids, man. I couldn't imagine. I'm so thankful that when I was a child, I, (laughs) I say I wasn't experimented on, but I was. But um, that I wasn't murdered by Big Pharma. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's what we're seeing today. It's incredibly sad. Now, one of the things that I said about the vaccine that was potentially going to happen is that the vaccine was a bioweapon utilized by the globalists to make the United States military incredibly vulnerable. The reason I said this is because a lot of good people will choose to leave the military, which means a lot of experience is leaving, as well as a lot of people will be incapable of serving in the military because of the adverse reactions and side effects, and other people will be discharged because they refuse to get it. And this is going to open up a lot of senior and critical positions in our military, which makes us very, very vulnerable because we don't have the experience to refill those positions. Guess what we're seeing now? Bada bada bing, there you go. Biden's vaccine mandate threatens to make military pilot shortage worse, the Air Force Academy warns. Interesting. Uh, churches and pregnancy center must prepare for more pro-abortion violence and pro-life activists. I agree. Uh, we're about to see this uh, increase massively. The polarization is about to increase massively during this summer. And just don't play that game. Homie, don't play that. Seriously. Right? Don't play that game, guys. Don't get radicalized into thinking this is a left versus right issue. It's not. That's what they want. For countless decades, we've argued with the left without any violence and all smiled and shook hands when we walked away from the table, dependent upon the conversation of pro-life versus pro-choice. Now is not any different except for the exasperation and the fueling by the mainstream media and the propaganda being distributed by the radical left. Yeah, definitely. You guys uh, set yourself up to stay out of the drama. This is why part of preparing is take doing your part in preparing is important because when people are hungry and they're all going for the food centers, you do not want to be caught up in a shit's the fan shit hitting the fan scenario. Um, And if you do have to go out, I maybe might do a segment on this, but be invisible. Yep. Don't stand out. Don't make eye contact with people. Get in, get out, be strategic, have a plan. I don't think it's a joke. I'm talking about a shit hits the fan situation here. Right. Um, President Zelensky of Ukraine has been caught red-handed destroying evidence of Hunter Biden's bio lab network of destroying the evidence of Metabiata just a few days before the Russian invasion. Well, go figure. We talked yes. about this a little bit yesterday, but you it, did. There is a small connection, though. Damn, and I have a freaking brain fart. Um, it's talking about when they were burning those documents back. Mm-hmm. What was that? February. Yeah. And it corresponded directly with right when right when uh, Russia said, "Oh, we're gonna go look at these bio labs or basically start invading." Yep. And so they started destroying the evidence right away, and it correlates directly with that, and it's all documented. Duh. Yeah, and so here's the video. There's them actually destroying the the, uh, the documents. Yeah. 
So this is a uniform member seen burning documents outside the Ukrainian, Ukrainian Defense Ministry Intelligence Headquarters in Kiev. Ukraine said some of the military command centers have been hit by Russian strikes, but this building appeared to be intact. This was February 24th, 2022. Yeah. Don't worry, Hunter. We'll protect you. Yep. German government labels journalist criminal freezes bank accounts over Ukraine war reporting in Donbass. So this German reporter simply is reporting the truth, and the German government is fighting against free speech. And uh, Juan Simamito is, uh, or this, uh, yeah, Alina Lip claims the German government has opened a criminal case against her and froze her, her and her father's bank accounts pending a trial that she is forbidden to appear at over for reporting to Russia's military operations in the Donbass region over the last several months. She's not invited to her trial, huh? She's not invited back to her country or her trial. They've seized her assets, and this is how they operate. You remember in Canada when the people went to the protest and they started seizing their assets? Oh, yeah. Remember in China when people made a run on the, run on the bank and they utilized their COVID ID to shut them off of transportation and from accessing hotels and bank accounts? Yeah, it reminds me of the spooky dystopian future you were talking about yesterday. Reminds me of the it's spooky here. dystopian future that we've been warning people about for a very long time. Um. Pope Francis condemns ongoing conflicts across the world. The search World War III has begun, has been declared. Pope Francis asserted June 14th that World War III had already begun, referring to battles taking place around the world. And apparently he's going to be gone. He's going to be leaving. Um, the last pope. Which goes back to what we talked about in the sense of prophecy. There we go. Okay. Um, yeah. U.S. defense chiefs insisted the West was providing the weapons Ukraine asked for as rapidly as humanly possible and said longer-range missile systems could have been an important impact. Uh, but where are these weapons going? Because the troops on the ground are not seeing them. The people in Ukraine have no supplies, they have no weapons, and they're not seeing any of these things. So the question is, is where are these weapons really going to? Well, number one is they're being destroyed by Russia the moment that they come in. The moment that the U.S. plane takes off, the weapons are destroyed. And they just destroyed, I think it was, we got it right here. Um, where is it? I had an article here. There it is. Bring this one all the way back. Right there. Russia says destroyed NATO arms depot in western Ukraine. That's what's happening. Once they come in, they destroy them. Yeah, or they make it into the black market and someone's lining their pockets yep. over there. And supplying likely terrorists. So Biden comes out and says he announces one billion in new art military aid for Ukraine. Package of one billion dollars worth of arms includes more artillery, coastal anti-ship defense systems, and ammunition for artillery and advanced rocket systems. Yeah, they're they're funding a private army, is what they're doing. Yeah, and dude, they said with their first uh, shipment of missiles. That they're not going to be used across the border. They're short to mid-range missiles. There have been multiple attacks across the border in Russia. Yep. Bombardments of cities and whatnot. So these are going to be used in an offensive in Russian territory immediately. Yep. Guarantee you. Now we and have... go, ahead. go and they'll make their way elsewhere as well yep. in the global arms trade between crooks. Well, and here's here it is right here. China vows support for Russia. U.S. warns Beijing it risked ending up on the wrong side of history. And the wrong side of history, which the United States is talking about, is the globalist side of history. The destruction of the United States of America, the ushering into the New World Order, which obviously they don't want anything to do with China and Russia. This is what I've been very, very adamant in, in 
uh, responsive about is that China and Russia are against the globalist new world order and instead are going to seek a nation state derived new world order where China and Russia are the two main superpowers and lead the way. Yeah. The State Department is monitoring reports of American fighters captured in the Ukraine, but they're not going to do anything about it. The UN is investigating allegations Russians adopting Ukrainian children. Yeah. I, it's, I know, dude. So there's so much. The report included children who were taken from orphanages and subsequently offered for adoption in Russia. Um, these probably weren't orphanages. These were probably human trafficking rings that the Russians probably rescued these children from and brought them back to Russia so they wouldn't be put back into those prison camps. I could imagine. Heck, dude, I could imagine. Ukraine is well known for this and everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. And these people are sick. I wouldn't be surprised, dude. I didn't make that connection. Um, but I knew the media was spitting all this stuff surrounding Ukraine. It's just obvious. Look at the media from all ends. Look at what Russia says. Look at what the West is saying. It's obvious. It's a shit show. It's a, it's an absolute shit show. Yep. Save the children. All right. So Turkey rejected NATO offer for trilateral talks as Finland and Sweden say applications could freeze. Uh, their NATO agreements. And so Sweden and Finland obviously trying to join NATO as fast as possible because they're afraid of Russian incursions. Um, but uh, Turkey looks at them as terrorists and says they're terrorist breeding grounds and they really yeah. don't care. And remember, you remember the first three people that Vladimir Putin called after he invaded Ukraine? I remember because I went to their their um, their Twitter and it was directly on there. You know, the first Ooh. three people he called was? No. Um, president of Iran. President of uh-huh. China and the president of Turkey. Interesting. Interesting. Yep. Ah, Joshopedia. Israel urges all citizens to evacuate Istanbul immediately, citing Iranian revenge plot. Uh, this goes to the Firestorm event, destabilization in the Middle East, war between Israel and Iran. Iran has been putting their missiles on the tarmac, and they're set to launch missiles, believed to be in a, uh, a an exercise, a practice exercise, but I have a feeling that they're going to launch them towards Israel in retaliation for everything that's going on here. Uh, because Israel killed one of their chief military officers, their chief scientists, and then we had that chemical le- uh, lab leak yesterday in Iran. I think that this was Israel's doing as well. So uh, this is quite interesting. China says its Giant Sky Telescope, which is a narrow-band electromagnetic frequency telescope, the most powerful one on the planet, has picked up signs of alien civilizations. According to a report by the state-backed Science and Technology Daily, which then the report immediately was deleted right after it was posted. I love it. Yep. Oh, you got to sprinkle a little blue beam in the global conspiracy. Yeah. Dude, holy smokes. That oh, satellite's man. massive. Yeah, too. that satellite is cool. massive. But the, these people basically discovered... Uh, the, so the article went on to say that they discovered signals, um, which they believe are from planetary star systems with... Um, basically electromagnetic radiation, RF radiation, that they deem to be intelligent. And uh, it was pretty damning information, and it was immediately removed. Um, wow. Prince, Princess Little 8 donated one diamond pill addiction. 
RPG3573 donated two ice cream. Lolo, 1976, is celebrating a four-month substreak. Thank you so much, Lolo. Patriotic Pisces donated one diamond. Black Jester, 101, three lemons. Thank you so much, Patriotic Pisces and Black Lemon. Bren- me, Brenda, donated two ice creams. Thank you so much, me, Brenda. And then thank you so much to um, to Heather and to Lolo for the massive donations and support of the Red Pill Project and Alternative Media. Um, bless your guys' hearts. You guys are absolutely awesome. Just so much love to you guys and your family. So thank you so much for that. Um, and I think Rumble won tonight. I think that's uh, pretty obvious. Uh, let me check. Yeah. Thank you, Lolo and Heather. <laughs> awesome guys much love respect guys that's all we have for you tonight don't forget to check out my patriot supply redpills.tv slash patriot as well as dr kirk elliott get i would recommend getting some gold and silver because it is going to be uh skyrocketing in value very very shortly i uh, hope you guys have a great night and we will uh, i think that's it yep we'll see you guys tomorrow another episode of redpill projects daily dose good night